What's up, folks? Episode Eddie George. That would be episode 27 of Shoe Booty Sports coming at you back at our normal day and close to the normal time, Tuesday night, 9.04 p.m. Central Time. Uh, this is your host, Graham Powell, along with co-host. Oh, Bradley Brown. What's yeah, up? Yeah, there you go. We're going to test your not mic as far as uh, how we're doing this today. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> that actually was a lot clearer, so you might you might have to do that that's good for the video too i'll spend the rest of the episode like this yeah there's gonna be a lot of jokes about that i'm sure just going back and forth like "Eh, eh, eh." well now Um, i'm not gonna do it anymore so well hey we have video on spotify now so people can actually see this on spotify too so which is a pretty cool feature i haven't checked any of our episodes on it but uh, the tutorial on it made it look like it was pretty easy to work so uh or work okay so we'll see how it goes i'll check it out later on but uh throwing a quick plug for our sponsor uh ladies and gentlemen shoe booty sports is presented by rhino races rhino races is a virtual race series that offers five different races a 5k a 10k a half marathon a marathon and the rhino ultra which is a unique ultra ultra marathon like challenge Uh, All these races are done virtually. Sign up on the Rhino Races website. Uh, Sign up for your race. uh, Run it at your convenience. uh, Track it with your fitness app and submit your results there on the website at rhinoraces.com. And they ship you your award uh, just like that. And all orders are uh, free of shipping. So no shipping charge on your orders. And be sure and check out Shoe Booty Sports. Um, Well, Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We are also on the Wisdom app now, which is a new podcasting app out there. Uh, you can find us on that app as well. And also follow us on Elon's Twitter at Shibuti Sports. So what do you think of that, by the way? Elon buying Twitter is official now. Did you even know that? Oh, yeah, I knew that, but... Didn't he say he was going to solve world hunger for like six, six billion? Something like that. I don't know. He does some pretty cool stuff though. But I, I'm much, I'm much for him running Twitter than it's his money. He can do yeah. what he wants. Yeah, he can do whatever. But I, I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty cool. We don't have to dive too much into that, but it's definitely interesting for sure. So. Yeah, check us out on Twitter at Shoe Booty Sports, y'all. Follow us, uh, like us, send us hate tweets, whatever you want to do. Just uh, as long as you're talking about us, that's what we care about. Yep. So we will jump to the actual sports topics now. The NFL draft starts Thursday. It's in Vegas, of all places. So could make for could make for an interesting draft, even though it's not an interesting draft. I guess that's about the the most interesting part about it is it's in Vegas. There's no clear cut number one pick. Uh, I'm starting to see some reports about uh, the Georgia defensive end. That's the last one I've seen. Yeah, that he's the projected number one pick. And somebody out of Georgia on the defensive side of the football, that would make some sense. But I didn't even see the big, like the big nose tackle or, de- you know, defensive tackle uh, for them, who, you know, who's an appliance. Yeah. Uh, 
what's his name? Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. There you go. I think you're right. But I haven't even seen where that guy is projected to go. It's nowhere high, which is a little bit surprising. A little bit, but then again, I mean, he he plays. He doesn't play third downs, right? Or he didn't at Georgia. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, he clocked in a four eight forty, I believe it was, at the combine. So, wow, you know, to be that <laughs> large and to be able that to move big, like yeah. that, move just, that fast. And I just remember in the national championship game, the uh, the the Alabama running back, the lead ball carrier for him this year, whatever his name is. Yeah, him going up against him and then just Jordan Davis just basically just annihilating him. And I just started tripping out laughing because I was like, you're not supposed to be able to do that. (laughs) Like, that's that's insane that a human being can can do that. A very large and powerful and also fast human being. So I'm I'm a little I'm surprised he's not higher up. Uh drafts are always a little funny to me though cuz you in just in our time watching football in recent years past you know 10 15 years all of a sudden you see names pop up from Kuiper or McShay or whoever that rate these players much higher than you saw them play on the field like when i remember everybody saying or them saying Blaine Gabbert was should have been the projected yep. number one pick. And I remember thinking, why? Like, what What are you guys watching that, that, that we haven't been watching? And his not, and even, I remember just his stats in particular. They, were, they weren't anything. It was like 11 touchdowns to like eight picks or something. It was like his last year at, at Missouri. And I was like, somehow this guy's the number one pick or projected number one pick. They were all confused why Carolina was taking Cam Newton over Blaine Gabbert. I was like, I'm going to take the Heisman Trophy winning national champion who's proven every Saturday that he can ball out over this dude and this long-haired guy with whack stats, basically. And then and also... And then you get some other ones too. Like, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was successful at Louisville, but I didn't see him as the the superstar that Kuyper and them were making him out to be. I don't know if they ever said he was a superstar, but they definitely had him number one on the quarterback board. But there's everybody's basically in agreement that there is no superstar quarterback in this draft. Kenny Pickett is said to be a second-round pick, but... One of those guys, him, Malik Davis, I believe it is, or Wilson, Malik Wilson, maybe. So the chances of one of those guys going in the first round, probably pretty high. Uh, Pitts, Pittsburgh could be in line to take one of them. But, yeah, I, I don't know that. One, I, I don't know. who. There is no clear-cut number one pick. If I'm a G, if I'm the Jack, if I'm the Jags, which reports are going around, I've heard today about them making a move, like making a deal for with another team, as far as giving up the number one pick. And if I'm them, I am all for it. I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm listening to anything if I'm Jacksonville, but that's probably the better deal anyway, because you just need players. You need 
this is the second year in a row. You're the number you have the number one pick. And you had a clear cut number one last year, you know, in Trevor Lawrence. But I mean, you've just seen that you've just seen that team tr- struggle. It's far and away the worst roster in the league or was last year. So you just need players. So I, I think they would be doing the right thing by just listening to what other teams have to say and see what they can get for for that number one spot. But who are you gonna tr- what are you gonna give up to get that high of a pick to go after who? There's no there's nobody in the draft that yeah, I don't know who yeah. sticks out like that. But I'm sure that that's not gonna be the interesting part, you know, of the draft. The the interesting part's gonna be the the trades and things like that, or what teams will do, like like what what's Bill Belichick gonna do? That's that's always a story. Like when they got Mac Jones, oh he found his Brady. You know, he found his new Brady. I'm like, okay, calm down, everybody. But he did kind of seem like a guy that would fit in the Patriots way of doing things. But so that's a story. There's always gonna be a story. There's gonna be somebody trade up. Something's gonna happen. Uh, noteworthy it always does the the thing with me is uh kind of i'm kind of intrigued to see i think this could be when baker mayfield gets traded i don't know if i don't think it'll be in the first round but possibly like the second or third round you know i, I could see baker getting moved where i mean i don't know but it's it's definitely possible yeah i'm here in seattle but <clears throat> Who knows? Yeah, they claim to be high on Drew Locke, but I mean, it, why? They, well, <laughs> I mean, well, that, but also, I mean, they could just, that's just what they're telling people. That's just what they're telling media and anybody else outside of the organization that they're, that they're high on him. And what else are you going to say? What else are you going to say to people like, like openly? Yeah, we, we're really not that big on him. I, I think we're going to trade up uh, in the draft. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to cut him. <laughs> we're going to try to get an upgrade in the draft because we're really not that high on him. Uh, we just we just wanted to do right by right. They just they're overly honest. It's like, <laughs> have you ever dated a girl that's just um, that's too honest, like to a fault, or just known anybody that is. Well, I have, and it <laughs> no doesn't all mind, yeah. It doesn't always work out for that other person, or for the person that's, you know, that that's too honest. And uh, not that it didn't. This well, it didn't work out with me, obviously. But that's why it's next. But that that's that's not the reason. But I've seen it in her situation where it didn't work out in in other you know instances as far as just them asking a question, her giving an overly honest answer. I'm like, you, you could have lied a little bit. She's like, I'm just an honest person. I'm like, yeah, you can lie a little bit. Like, it's it's better for it's better for you and for them to lie a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, I have known some of those people, yes. But, yeah, it, it's... I don't even remember where I was going with that, but it, I just know that <laughs> I, I just know that 
yeah, Seattle's probably not going to just come out and tell the truth. That's where I was going with it. There you go. Yeah. I knew you'd find your way back to it. Maybe. I mean, so I don't, I wonder sometimes. But that got me thinking as we were, uh, as this came up earlier, just with it, just some of the biggest uh, draft bust in recent memory. I'm sure number one for me uh, it will be Jamarcus Russell as far as got to be. It's got to be. I mean, is he is he the biggest bust ever? It's pretty. Because I was wondering that. I don't know about ever. I mean, he did like. Then he win like a game or two. <laughs> Maybe, but he. <laughs> it, it wasn't because of him. No. Um, there's just that famous story of him being handed game film. What was was supposedly game film. And the coach handed him just a blank, you know, a, a blank tape. <laughs> and him uh, coming back from the weekend or whatever and saying, hey, what'd you, what'd you watch on the tape? And him just saying, like, blitzes and stuff like that. And he had handed him a blank tape. So, sh- showed his uh, work ethic as far as that goes. But, yeah, he's, he's the biggest. cover, too. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, the, he's the biggest bust that I can recall in recent memory. Uh, yeah. there was, and this is not recent memory. This is a couple of decades back <laughs> with the debate of, well, more than that, more than a couple, as far as, uh, who, who the, uh, cult should take with the number one pick Peyton Manning or Ryan leaf. Like they were like really, oh, yeah, really yeah. debating who should go first. I'd say the Colts made the best decision or they made the right decision on that one. Yeah. But and there there and then there's other little things there like uh the Redskins giving up all those picks to go get RG3 and everybody was real high on that move. And yeah. I remember they like they were saying like Luck and RG3 were like 1A 1B and I was like, "Ah, that I Luck's the better pro." Like yeah, RG3 had a amazing career at Baylor. And then amazing last year, obviously, Heisman Trophy winner. But that's a lot of picks, you know. And, it, I mean, it did work out the first year, but he never learned to slide. And, like, you can always tell the quarterbacks that were baseball players, right? Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Uh, drawing a blank at the moment. But Russell, uh, just. Kyler the, Murray. <laughs> there you go, Kyler Murray. Like, that's a huge blank. I need more yeah. of this coffee, apparently. What? <laughs> but yeah, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. Uh, and, you know, how I know Russell Wilson was banged up this year, but it wasn't his, you know, knee or anything that was banged up. But yeah, RG, RG3 just, he never learned to slide and didn't think he had, didn't think he had to. And that was part of his problem, too. It's like, well, that one came back to bite you. But, Anyway, NBA draft Thursday. NBA <laughs> didn't even men- didn't even mention butt fumble. Man, well, there's lots of them. Yeah, there's lots of them. But um, and he, he was fumble. he was the fifth pick, I believe. Yeah, and uh, I remember Rex Ryan like just 
throwing the biggest party there at the little draft table when they were able to move up to get him. And I, it wasn't obviously wasn't worth being that excited about, but I mean, they got to two AFC championship games, but I mean, it wasn't because of him. No, I mean, he was a game manager those years and pretty essentially his whole career, but I mean, he, he did, didn't he sign like a $50 million deal though? Like after year two, I think it was two or three. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, he got paid. He found a way to get paid. So, I mean, props to him. Nobody has been better at getting paid than Kirk Cousins, though. Like, say what you want about him as a quarterback, but the dude is a heck of a businessman. He's he's found a way to make money. He's making his for sure. And that And that was the other thing. He was the... What round was he picked in by the Redskins the year they took RG3? Gave all those picks up to go get RG3, and then they ended up drafting the better quarterback later on in the same draft, which was funny to me. He was like a he was like a second or third. No, no, no. He was like a second or third round pick. Like he was a he was one of the. You know he he was. He was more highly regarded than like a, you know, a Brady who wasn't regarded at all coming out of college. But now he he was he was on the board, you know, amongst like the top five quarterbacks or so in the draft. And the red yeah the Redskins went and got him. A lot of people ripped that. I was like, well, I mean, it's one of them's going to work out surely. Yeah, and and it ended up being Kirk Cousins. I mean, you look at his numbers. His numbers are respect, you know, respectful. You'd say, "Hey, that's a pretty good quarterback." If you just looked at his numbers, but then you just watch him on the field, and like, <laughs> he's not that good. You know, he's not going to go win you a game. Definitely lose it for you. Yeah, he can do that. He can do that for sure. But well, especially when it's a bigger game. When it's a bigger game, he feels the moment, and that's his. That's his big knock. Uh, the good thing about like Eli Manning, you couldn't tell if it was a an important game or preseason game. <laughs> you know, that was a, he was basically just the same all the time. He, he would <laughs> he'd make a big play or he'd make a big mistake, and but it, it didn't really matter. You know how big the moment was; it just didn't affect him. No, he pressure never got to him. He was one of the he's one of the coolest quarterbacks as far as how he played under pressure that I've ever seen. He's as good at as about anybody. But anyway, NFL draft Thursday starts Thursday, and then it goes on for a couple more days. You know, but the big night's Thursday night. You know, that's the night I'll be watching. Uh, I, I can't say I'm going to have it on uh, on Saturday afternoon or whenever the the last day is that you know when they're doing picks five through seven or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's televised. I just, <clears throat> I just think at that point it's just in the ticker at the bottom of the screen. No, I'm sure it's on some. I'm sure it's on one of the mothership stations, but it won't be. It's not going to be prime time though. Like it is Thursday night. Although 
if you're not going to have it prime time, this would be the year to do it. There's just nobody. I mean, there's a bunch of receivers. You know, you know, there's going to be some Hall of Famers in this class. You just don't know who it's going to be. I would be interested to see where Trey Burks lands. Traylon Burks, of Arkansas course. wide receiver. Of course. I'll be interested to see that. Uh, he, I mean, he could he could be a first rounder. Kind of hoping he goes to Green Bay. But. I I kind of am. I I just have to see the other options, but yeah, it's uh it'll be worth. I mean, let's think who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw to. Uh, Traylon Burks is probably going to get a lot of attention early. I hear they're looking at getting Jimmy Graham. Whatever that's worth. That's like yeah. he's got what one. Maybe two more seasons left. I was going to say, that's like uh, the Lakers going out and getting uh, <laughs> Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, like he had that one good season. He was excellent when he had Drew Brees throwing to him. After that, he was as mediocre as can be. Like, I remember... Uh, oh, look at him make that catch. He used to play basketball. That's all you used to hear. It's... <laughs> Yeah, it's like that's any modern, that's any NFL tight end today, pretty much. That's every NFL tight end today, and ten years ago even, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, where was I going with that? What were we talking about? Oh, Traylon Burks. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if he if he goes to Green Bay, whatever receiver is going to Green Bay is going to get a lot of attention early. So. For sure. But, okay, we'll go from, well, well, NFL draft Thursday. We'll pay attention. Something cool happens. We'll talk about it. And go go from there. But <laughs> it's just not, it's just not that interesting this year. No, it's, just, it, it's not. Or, let's be honest, or any year, like, it's interesting for the first like ten picks, but yeah, I do lose interest yeah. at a certain point, like in the first round, even. So yeah, I mean, I know what you're talking about. Like, seriously, the only like the only pick I've ever been irritated about like was was way back. I guess it was the year after McFadden got drafted. Is the Raiders pick, and I know you remember it, but they have like the fourth pick or something. Yep, number four. Yeah, fourth pick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, Darius Hayward Bay. Like, who, who, and who? Oh, okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking it's... about. You're talking about, yeah, the year after McFadden. Yeah. No, the I don't year. think I don't think it was number four, but it was, it was like, like eleven. Number... No, it was Man. it was a top ten pick. It was like seven or something. And yeah, weren't we watching that at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and he had this, and when they said him, they, like, the camera went to him, Darius Hayward Bay, and he had the look of, I cannot believe I just got selected that high. Like, he knew he shouldn't have been selected that high. He was like his, Yeah, his family was going nuts, and he's just like, what? Yeah, he's the fastest guy in the draft, so that's when they went and got him. And, yeah, what's he doing today? Granted, that was a while ago, but still. Still. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. D Mac could have maybe had a different career, you know, had he not gotten drafted by the Raiders. But then again, I mean, Matt Stafford could have had a 
much better career if he didn't get drafted by the Lions. So we could do this all day. Yeah. If some butts, man. Yeah. I mean, reverse Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You know, teams. What? What? How different would that look? You know, Brady would still be Brady, and he'd still be a Hall of Famer. Uh, would he be regarded as the best ever? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's uh I don't know something to think about. But we'll jump to basketball now. We BS enough on the NFL draft. So, uh, NBA playoffs going on. Obviously, no surprise to anybody. Uh, it's a little surprising that the Nets got swept by got swept by Boston. I'm not surprised Boston beat them. But in a sweep, the only team not to win a game in the playoffs. So that's right. And <laughs> I'd say everybody was healthy, but you know, Ben Simmons not playing. Dude. And honestly, I don't I don't know that I can have a strong opinion on that, like a lot of people have, because I mean, even Steve Nash has said, like, I don't know, it's still too early to tell, you know, whether or not he can play. But yet people are reporting that, you know, he, he's he's pretty much good to go. Is what you hear. Like yeah. he could like he could go. Just the pictures of that dude dressed up in his outfits on the bench. This <laughs> is killing me. Yeah. I, I well, I just like that he he kind of makes it a point to make himself seen every game. Like, for whatever reason, during free throws or something, he's, like, standing up and is, like, a little bit on the court. And I'm, I'm, dude, sit down. Like, you're not playing. Like, it's like he wants to be seen, like, have a little bit, be a part of the storyline a little bit, you know? At least that's what what it comes off as. There's no reason for you. You're hurt. There's no reason for you to be standing up and on the court. You know, like, take a seat with your teammates, man. His team is literally wearing black uniforms. Everybody around him is wearing black, and this dude's wearing like a rainbow-colored jacket or some shit. Like, it's like, like I'm saying, out like a sore thumb. Like, he wants to be, he wants to be a part of the storyline somehow. Yeah, I don't know what color jacket it was. I just remember it being super loud, like super bright. His glasses too. Yeah, yeah, and the and the rose-colored glasses. Yeah, you had to had to keep those on yeah but that is one surprise uh but either way i mean he's under contract and him and katie both they'll be back next year uh now Kyrie, that's a different story um but i don't know what you do about Kyrie if you're uh if you're brooklyn i mean would you would you bring him back for you know he's gonna want the max right i don't i don't see yeah I mean, would like would you? I mean, would you bring him back though? That's the thing. Not I'm not. Max. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd ask him for some type of rebate since he only played in half the games this year. Yeah, if it was even that. But yeah, I mean, he's a max talent. But then again, if you're, if you can only play in. Like like you said, half the games you couldn't play in any home games for the longest time. Now they did do away with it, but still, yeah. you weren't much of a help uh, to your team as far as seating purposes and things like that. And and also, you can't say he wasn't. And he even admitted it, like just 
being a distraction. Well, his his vaccine vaccination status for one, but him just being Kyrie, you know, just a weirdo, basically. Yeah. I mean, him just being a weirdo is, was a distraction. I mean, it's, it's too much to too much for the media to talk about and everybody else. But <clears throat> yeah, some people wear wild clothes. Some people say wild stuff. Yeah, and he's one of them. Uh, but I, I used to think he he did it just to like toy with the media. I still think he he can't be serious about the flat Earth thing. Yeah, but it, he's smarter than that. Yeah, I think he's he's trolling a little bit, but I, I do too. But he does say some some pretty off the wall stuff sometimes, and. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it it can be a distraction. I could see that. But the anyway, Nets out. Celtics look strong. Tatum Tatum looked like the best player on the floor that whole series. Oh yeah. And as far as far as KD, I don't know what happened with that. Like I thought Kevin Durant all year was the best player. Was the best player in the world. Uh, I'm gonna relinquish that now. I think. He's gotten knocked off of that throne, and Giannis has solely taken possession of that of that spot. And he is just, and he just keeps getting better. That if I had to make a an NBA Finals pick right now, which I'll go ahead and make it, I, I think the I think the Bucks are going to repeat. I think that well, I think they got to be the favorites at least. Yeah, they look pretty pretty strong. If they can stay healthy, uh, you know, Middleton and crew. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Bucks got to be the favorite. Giannis is just on another level, and he just keeps getting better. He wants to be great, and it's fun to watch. Gosh, he's fun to watch, and he knows exactly when to turn it up a notch. Like he makes it look so effortless too. Like he, he makes it look the look so effortless the way he plays, and just the way he can dominate the way he does. But I th- I think they would have to be the favorites. Uh, as far as if if I'm the Nets, do I give Kyrie a max? I don't know. I gotta I gotta think about that. You know, cause, I mean, I, I would have to think about that. I would have to look at my other options. Like, can I get two? pretty good players i mean that aren't as good as Kyrie, but two that are pretty good and less of a distraction than Kyrie. i i would have to you know for the same price i would have to consider that and then go from there but the uh well the pellet you know speaking of favorites uh the suns are a little bit in trouble right now uh todd in fact are they playing tonight uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at the schedule. I'm gonna check on that because. Well, yeah, they're playing. <laughs> they're playing right now. Uh, Phoenix is up twenty three eighteen. They're at home. Series is tied two to two. I mean, the New Orleans is playing like they think they can win this thing. They think they can win this series. So, I, I don't. I don't know that I'll. I'll go. I'll go watch the rest of this game as soon as we get off of here, and starts up when we start the uploading process with this. But uh, it, 
I don't know anything about Zion's injury, if he's good to go. I mean, I know he's doing, like, some dunk videos, you know, on his own. No, no contact. He's doing them, but, like, in warm-ups, man. He's doing them on the court. Yeah, well, I mean, so, I mean, why is it, can he play? Can he give you, like, 15 minutes? <clears throat> Dude, I don't know. They're, somebody's saying they're getting a, another doctor to have a second opinion or some, something like that. Somebody in that organization has disbelief. So, or maybe it's him, you know, maybe it's Zion himself is like, hey, why can I not play? Yeah, I, I, don't I don't know. I read I it on the internet, so. Well, I don't know what's going on there at all. So, it, but it, I'm, I'm just thinking if he can give you, if he can just go out and give you 15 minutes, that's got to, that's got to make a tremendous difference a little bit. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know. So especially like in it, in New Orleans, you know, uh, if it were to go back to, I think they go back to New Orleans uh, after this one. But I mean, imagine the pop that you know he'll get from that crowd if he comes off, if he goes into the game, you know, and can just go give him fifteen. Imagine the pop there that he'd get for that. Hell, if he just gave him five. <laughs> Well, it helped. I mean, I think you can go out and give, you know, give 15 minutes worth and give your team a boost for sure. But it, that that's one to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll be able to know a lot after this game. And Booker's status obviously is important to their success. But well, uh, that that's one to keep an eye on, and we'll keep an eye on it the more we get into this um, episode. But. So, yeah, and the Pelicans have been pretty hush-hush about Zion's status, so uh, we're, we're not going to know anything unless he actually, you know, comes off the bench and gets in the game. But at this point, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see how far how far into the series it can get. Uh, if Phoenix wins tonight, yeah, pro- probably not going to see him, but I don't know. We'll, we'll find out what happens, but... Uh, any, anyway, uh, I, I did see, uh, I did see today on the, the mothership website on their little headline thing, uh, HBO is, uh, standing by, uh, their show winning time, uh, dis- despite the, uh, uh, Jerry West demands, uh, about a retraction of, of the character that's being, uh, <laughs> played by what whatever whatever actor it is but i know john i had c. said Riley. something uh, john c Riley. i thought he was a uh, bus though. i thought he was jerry I, bus i don't know i yeah, haven't I, watched. Think, I think he's jerry bus that's the thing i haven't watched it oh <laughs> you said last week you watched it no i said i was going to i've oh. said that for several weeks though now so you like, lied no you you misheard me. Maybe I, I think I don't know. We'll have to go back and play the footage. Somebody go back and play the footage, and then all oh, that beautiful bean footage. Yeah, and then and then tweet at us. But no, I've said for weeks. I've said ever since I saw it advertised. Oh, I'm going to watch that, and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. <laughs> so I will watch it eventually. But I did make the mistake of saying that I heard in one of our fairly recent episodes. Of saying I heard it was a pretty accurate portrayal. It is not a pretty accurate portrayal from uh, 
from all I have heard about it, it's it's a pure dramatization. But see, that's the thing. Here's HBO's response. See, Jerry West is demanding a retraction and an apology, basically, of the character that's being played of his character that's being played on the show. And th this is from the article I read about today. Quote, after being asked last week for a retraction and an apology by former Los Angeles Lakers executive Jerry West for a baseless and malicious assault on his character, HBO on Tuesday instead issued a statement defending its series winning time, saying its dramatization is based, is based on extensive factual research and reliable sourcing. So it's a dramatization, but yet they're saying it's uh, kind of real, too. So it's uh, probably somewhere in between. Uh, I would, I'm sure certain bits are dramatized or, or dramatized to make it a more interesting show, more entertaining show. If it's just smooth sailing the whole time. Now, some things you could... Some stories you could tell based on real events, you know, that would be beyond interesting just because it was pure chaos. But, you know, Jerry West is a very credible executive. You know, he's put together some amazing teams. Uh, see Golden State Warriors of present, you know, and he's the one that got KD to come to come to the Bay Area. So it, it was his, it's like KD was convinced after speaking with Jerry West that he needed, he needed to go to Golden State if he wanted to be a champion. And we saw how that worked out for him. But, yeah, I mean, if things run smoothly on the show, it's not going to make for a very compelling show. Now, the Lakers of that era, you know, I'm sure did a lot of things that were very entertaining, but, you know, HBO is telling a, I mean, they're putting on a television show and I guess you can exaggerate your storytelling by calling it a dramatization, but then include that, you know, it's based on extensive factual research and reliable sourcing. I'm sure it's a mix of both, you know, but if it's told as like a documentary, it's probably not going to make for a very compelling TV show. So I, I can understand the dramatization points of it as well. It, it, if you're Jerry West, though, I mean, are you, would you be upset about the way he's portrayed? Again, we've not seen the show. Yeah, it so, all depends, man. Like, yeah. Like, <clears throat> I, I, it, it's like you said, it depends on how he is portrayed because a lot of people are going to see this and say, Oh, well, that must be how it, how it was. You know how people are. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll see something and say, oh, well, it must have gone down that way. No, not, not necessarily. I, th I think he's just more afraid that his family, his grandkids or something, great, great grandkids are going to watch and be like, oh, well, that's, yeah, like that's how it was. That's how, well, that's how you were. Was. Yeah. yeah. You can't tell me anything because you did this back on this time. Uh, HBO Max says so. So I, I, I don't know. 
if I'm Jerry West, I'm probably chalking it up to man. It's just it's a TV show. Don't pay attention to it. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know that I'm getting that upset about it if I'm him. I mean, isn't isn't he getting paid for it too? Like, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know how that works, but e- either way, again, we should probably see it before we make an educated, you know, yeah. Uh, have an educated opinion about it or have an opinion about it uh but just a, my initial thought is i probably wouldn't be that upset about it i would just say yeah it's a tv show and then move <laughs> on you know i just i'd get on with my life i'm jerry west what do i care what these people think you know true just my just my thought on it Okay, so we will. All right, so we'll, we'll stick with uh, basketball a little bit. So I, I had mentioned the Bucks being the favorites. You know, my favorites right now to to win it all. Uh, do you agree with that, or do you see somebody else uh, as the early favorite? Because it's still kind of early, and you know, it's still early in the playoffs, opening round. I mean, like <clears throat> I've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. A lot of people are on a uh, Golden State, so. Yeah, and they look good. They look good yeah. right now. And they look good, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jordan Jordan Poole. Uh Jordan Poole is coming into his own as a you know future star and yeah, and they and they don't have to pay him that big money yet. So it could it could be it could be Golden State. I wouldn't be shocked to see them you know, they come out of the West. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. But yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be something to keep an eye on. Uh, I saw today, sticking with the NBA, but uh, delving into the college ranks a little bit, Jay Wright, who recently retired from Villanova, I believe it was this time last, or no, it was last Wednesday, I believe he announced his retirement. Yeah. Uh, he is talking about, he's talked about the possi- possibility to jump to the NBA and coach there. Uh, he he had mentioned that he didn't want to coach right away. He needed a break. But and this is a this is a quote from an article about it today, uh, appearing Tuesday on ESPN's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, which these shows on ESPN now I, I couldn't even tell you what they are. Keep up, you know, keep up with them. But is that the right, actual name of the show? Apparently. Uh, Keyshawn, uh, Jason Williams, and oh, would it, would it be Max Kellerman? I don't even know what he's doing there now. But he, I know he's out. I know I know Stephen A. kicked him out of first take. I can understand why. I'd, I'd rather listen to Stephen A. than Max Kellerman personally. But yeah. Um, anyway, on this show, Wright said he's not looking to coach right now, but added, "I'd be lying." if he said he hadn't thought about coaching in the NBA. And this is a quote from him directly. Not right now. That was something I always thought about, right said of his NBA ambitions. My experience with the Olympics kind of scratched that itch. I kind of feel like I did it a little bit, and I loved coaching those guys. And this is, a court, of course, right being uh, on Greg Popovich's staff, you know, Team USA, USA staff from this past Olympics. And... And he, he went on to say, right now, I definitely need a break. 
and this this all happened this was from his mouth today so earlier today so uh, right now i'm looking forward to looking forward to this position at villanova which is like a special assistant which i didn't know that but honestly he said down the road i'd be lying i don't know what i'm going to feel like so he basically is just leaving the door open and if somebody he's leaving the door open for if some team wants to make him uh offer he can't refuse he's gonna think hard about it so i think he's got the i mean he obviously established himself at villanova and figured it out how to do it there and at the college ranks but i think he's got like kind of the perfect temperament for it and obviously the the right basketball mind for it to be successful at that level but he's so even healed you know, and just knows how to talk to talk to players. That, yeah, I could see him making. I could see him doing that, and being being successful at it. It'd be interesting to see. Absolutely. <laughs> and have you caught much of the 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 T Wolves play? I've seen them play here and there. <clears throat> yeah. Well, in the in this postseason, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, have you caught the – well, then surely you've seen the protesters, right? Or maybe not seen them from yeah, the camera, and, but you know well, something's had, going on. See, they had one glued her hand to the court, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. and I think the last one was naked or something or something about that, and and I was wondering why the T-Wolves have had all these – No, nah, the last one was dressed as a ref. And tried to get on the court, and that security guard tackled her. I know you had to see that video. I did. I did see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And that the the security guard was on it. By the way, I mean he was he he's was seen alert. The other, yeah. he he's seen the other one pull out the pull out the camera, and he's like, "All oh, sums up." Yeah. I mean he and he was on it just instantly. So I mean, kudos to him, man. Like that guy is good at his job. But yeah. I think it has something to do with the I, like I don't know they're protesting the owner. I don't know what the owner has done in these people's eyes or anything about it. You know, it can't be like Donald Sterling, right? Uh, Surely not. It's it can't be Surely anything not. like that. I think we would have heard about it if it were something like that, but it's Minnesota. I mean, I know they got some fine people in Minnesota, but they got some wacky ones too. So, yeah. <laughs> Director hate tweets to at Shoeblue Sports. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, I'm trying to find okay. it. Man. I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Uh, the that doesn't make any freaking sense. What? Our fact check guy is out today, so he's uh, always out. Yeah. Um, no, he's not. They don't know that. Brad, yeah. So Bradley's <laughs> pulling double time. Yeah, they're. Uh, who's their owner? I don't know. I don't. And yeah. apparently, these protesters don't like him. They're protesting some kind of like massive destruction of chickens in Iowa. Okay. I mean that happens all over the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Like we like I'm up to northwest Arkansas, man. 
yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and that area is thriving. For uh, sure. Not, yeah, not necessarily for chickens, but you know. Well, I I don't know anything about that. That's uh, it's a little strange. But I mean, I'm all for like the humane taking care of and you know slaughtering of chickens but i and i know a lot of times it's that's not how it goes um it's pretty filthy some of the conditions they live in yeah uh which is awful no matter how you look at it uh and i love chicken i eat chicken i'm not i'm not gonna lie but at the same time uh, they don't have to live a just complete awful life before you take it um yeah but i don't know anything about it that's the only thing i could think think of but maybe the protesters know more about it than i do i don't know but either way they do if they're protesting it i really hope they do well i mean yeah but that's the thing there's so many protests these days i don't know which one to you know follow like with uh I don't know. That's kind of another topic, but I I don't know what to be outraged about. You know, like what? Like what? What should I? Okay, what are we protesting now? Like, okay, what's this about? Yeah, you know, you never know. Like, what's a real serious issue, and what's just a reason to protest or something? My takeaway, anyway. But. We will jump to football now real quick, college football. Uh, I got to thinking today, Bob Stoops was, well, I didn't think of this, but Bob Stoops made a quote saying, had a quote saying that OU football is going to be all right. They were, they were doing just fine before Lincoln Riley, and basically they'll, be, they'll do just fine without him. But, and, and I would agree, he's absolutely right on the first part. But who's going to be better off? you know, here in the near future, at least while Lincoln Riley's going to be coaching, who's going to be better off, uh, Lincoln Riley or Oklahoma football? Uh, immediately, Lincoln Riley. <laughs> Dude got paid and he took his recruits. That's true. I, I think it all, I think it all points to Lincoln Riley as far as who's going to, who's going to thrive at least in the time he's coaching at USC. Cause who knows? I mean, USC is one of those jobs. It's not a job that you stay at for 15, 20 no. years, you know, it's just not, you, you go get your success and then you move on. At least that's kind of been the trend. I mean, that's how Pete Carroll did it. You know, uh, it's yeah. I, I think just Lincoln Riley did the math. You know, he just, uh, Okay, we're gonna go to the SEC in a in a tougher tougher conference, or I could go out here to the Pac-12 where and keep all these recruits that Alabama and all uh, other South and southeastern schools, you know, pluck out of Southern California. I can go over there and keep these guys, have an easier path to the playoff, and make make SC relevant again and get paid like you said so yeah, the pac-12 is is down right now oregon's not what they were with chip kelly 
Chip Kelly doesn't have UCLA near that point. No, uh, it's a down conference, and yeah, I, th- I think Lincoln Riley just uh, struck the iron while it's hot. So uh, it's just awesome foresight by him. Yeah, uh, he probably could have handled it a little bit better, but <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what what else? What what do you do though? I mean, how, how else can you? I think he handled it about as well as he could. Like, I want to take these recruit players I've been recruiting, and I want to take my staff. And I don't know. It's Lane. You know, Lane Kiffin could have handled leaving Tennessee better, too. I'm sure. You know, sometimes you just gotta you got a hard you got to make a hard decision. Yeah, and or you got to make you got to do what's better for you, even if it's a hard decision. Now it didn't work out for Lane when he when he made that move. He was he was better off at Tennessee, because um, they actually had some momentum going to the into that off season. You know, people were talking about him. You know, like okay, this Tennessee's one to look at. And then he bolts for SC and then did nothing at SC except get fired. But you know he's he's kind of he's revived Ole Miss. You know he's revived Ole Miss a little bit. Whether he can sustain that, we'll see. I mean, but I'm sure they'll be fun to watch offensively. He didn't revive them. Hell, he got them to whole new levels. I mean, well, Ole Miss is that that's just their program. They'll have some. Yeah. They'll have like a really good year, like a 10, 11 win season, one year. But then they'll go back to, you know, seven, eight wins, you know, anywhere between six and eight wins. But they'll have that like one good year. Like they did that with Eli, you know, I mean, Eli's last year, you know, they they won 10, 10 games, I think it was, winning the Cotton Bowl. And it was the essentially the same case this year, you know. I mean, they had a they had an explosive offense. They were fun to watch. Uh, I love those unis they rocked in the in the bowl game. Like, uh, the, those helmets were clean. The, I mean, all, all of it was. Mm. It was a clean get up. But you know what? Whether Lane can sustain that type of success, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, going back to OU and Lincoln Riley, it, uh, I don't know what I don't know what to expect from OU man coming into the SEC. Yeah, uh, we're gonna yeah. see how good Venables can be. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I just don't know what to think of that. We're gonna find out. Oh can yeah, that's it? good. Yeah, right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so was it a that's good hire? Pro- if you can even that's remember the program who it was? he leaves it for. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a good hire. I mean, his names have been getting tossed around for years. That's true. Any head coaching job, any head coaching vacancy that comes open, high profile, that is the first name that was ever mentioned. Yeah, and he's going to bring in a a more hard-nosed version of football. I'm sure they're still going to run the spread like they did at Clemson, like they did at OU or do. And he'll get somebody to run that, but I'm sure he'll sure up the defense. And and he's you know not a stupid guy he knows well I mean we got to play defense here in the SEC 
So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, that's the thing about Lincoln Riley. I mean, he he may just be there for five years. You know, go. Five years is pretty much the max at SC, right? It's uh, I don't know how long Pete Carroll was there, but it wasn't much longer than that. <clears throat> I'm trying to think if it, how much how much longer it was. I mean, he might have only been there seven eight years <sighs> or so. But that it kind of is. See, that's the thing. I mean, seven seems yeah, seven just sounds like it was too long. Yeah, well, and and it's and like people at SC are good with that. You know, it's like come in here, get your success. Oh, you you want to go off and get paid? You know, go off and get paid, coach the pros. Cool with that. Like, and they're good with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, if you tried to do that at Oklahoma, uh, they'll they'll badmouth you on the way out, like kind of like they have with Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Now, granted, he did leave Oklahoma for another college job. But still, you know, I, I, I can get the fans being upset. But then again, it's like, eh, class it up a little more than you have. But, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I would say Lincoln Riley, at least while he's at SC, is going to be the the more successful of the two between the, him and o, between SC and OU. Yeah. And I, I see SC getting to the playoff and doing some – you know, making some noise, certainly before the Sooners do anytime soon. But that is, I'm going to check on this. I'm going to check on this game real quick. Okay, 46-36 Suns, 426 to play in the half, first half. So, looks like the Suns are in control. And also see, Jaw throws down, Jaw dropping poster. You have to see to believe. Shocker. So, Jaw Moran has another highlight worthy dunk. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Can't wait right? to see it. Can't wait yeah. to see it. So, we're going to get up off here now and go watch some playoff basketball. And so, this will conclude episode 80 George of Shoe Booty Sports. Come in uh, or stick with us next week for episode Marshall Falk. And, yeah, we'll catch up more playoff basketball and everything else that goes on in the sports world. NFL draft recap and more. So, I didn't know if I was going to go with Marshall Falk or Adrian Peterson. I figured Adrian Peterson would be a little too obvious, so I went with the Marshall Falk reference. So, all right, ladies and gents, till next time, this is Grandpa host. The Brown. All right, deuces. Peace.